GT. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Detroit's jobless rate could be as high as 48%. Let me say that again, 48%, nearly half the working population. That is according to a new study from University of Michigan that is tracking the economic fallout of the pandemic on the city. As the numbers of COVID cases and deaths continues to go down, we are about to witness the economic destruction this first wave of the virus is leaving behind. The study is a bleak first as that fallout. Uh, here to unpack it is Bridge Detroit senior reporter Louis Aguilar, who wrote about these findings this week. Louis, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. How are you? Good. Um, so let's talk about that number. Up to 48% of the people in Detroit who want to and are able to work are jobless. How do we even put that number into perspective? Well, I mean, we can look at the unemployment number uh, just before the uh, lockdown and the virus uh, changed everything, and that was in March. Uh, the official jobless rate for Detroit at that point was 9.8%. And now this UM survey, which is sort of a now kind of ongoing series that they're doing to gauge Detroiters and ask them uh, how the impact of the, of the coronavirus pandemic has hit them. Uh, yeah, up to 43% of those Detroiters have lost their jobs either temporarily or permanently mm. uh, th- since the pandemic began in mid-March. So so there are a number of other stats in that report that I just want to get out there for the conversation. Uh, rough, l- roughly a quarter, 27% of residents are late or are not paying their rent. Or mortgage, yep. 48% are delaying or skipping payments on outstanding loans like student loans or car loans, 49% uh, living in households with children under age 18 uh, are spending more money during the pandemic compared to 38% of those who live in households without children. Many respondents whose spending has increased said they are buying more food to provide more meals for children who usually eat at school. If you put all of those together, you really are talking about uh, an economic calamity that will rival what we have seen in terms of the public health crisis. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, all of those are just staggering numbers uh, taken really. I mean, we should find the survey was taken during late April and early May uh, when, you know, the, uh, the stay at home orders were a bit in effect for, um, um, almost two months, I would say, uh, and uh, things have not returned to normal. So uh, it is um, pretty much at the height of of the pandemic so far. And it also shows, of course, uh, the uh, vulnerability of many Detroiters. And it does explain why the unemployment rate is hitting harder for many Detroiters compared to the overall population. And simply because Many residents have jobs where they cannot work from their home. Uh, so they either were laid off or they have simply lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, when we think about what things looked like in the city before the pandemic, I mean, this was not the kind of place where unemployment was as low as it was other places. There was There is also a population that doesn't really get counted with unemployment numbers because they're no longer really seeking work. They've been out of work so long uh, that that they are not 
even expecting to get a job. And so the published rate for unemployment is always a little lower than yep. what the actual rate is. If you lift that lens up and put it on what is going on now, I think the numbers get even even much, much worse. So you could be talking about a majority very easily of Detroiters who, who are out of work. That is correct. Uh, yeah, I, you know, time will tell, I mean, how many people are be able to return to work once, uh, uh, the stay at home orders are lifted, uh, and businesses return, uh, in large number. Uh, but I mean, it really is a picture at this very, uh, tough moment in the crisis. Uh, and it is, it is, uh, yeah, it is, uh, a bit staggering to even comprehend. Mm. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Louis Aguilar. He is a senior reporter for Bridge Detroit, a new news and engagement organization that uh, I uh, helped launch last week here in the city of Detroit. It is uh, exists to create responsive journalism and content to Detroiters' needs, information needs, and other needs that they identify themselves. We're talking about Lewis's latest story, which is about the financial toll of the pandemic on Detroit. Uh, a U of M study says that the unemployment rate as a result of COVID-19 could be as high as 48% right now in the city of Detroit, nearly half of the working population that is not working. Uh, that, of course, has other effects on people's ability to pay loans, people's ability to buy things, people's ability to just stay in their houses. Uh, we will see in the next weeks and months what kind of consequences meet out as a result of that. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell us what the pandemic has meant for you financially. We especially want to hear from you if you are one of the many Detroiters who are now jobless. And of course, we'd love to hear from you if you find yourself unemployed anywhere uh, as well. Tell, tell us what that means for your life and what you think about the future. Uh, how are you managing if you have lost work here in the city of Detroit? Do you expect that you will be able to find new work, either in the short term or in the long term? As always, the number here on the phones is 313 577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation again. We really want to hear from folks who have had some experience with this uh, over the last couple of months. How has your work changed? Have you lost work? Have you maybe found new work uh, after you lost it? Uh, and and what are you doing to make ends meet? Uh, Lewis, uh, I want to talk about what the Duggan administration has said about this situation. This, of course, has huge implications for the management of the city, which also has its own financial problems and is going to have a huge deficit. It's got to find ways to make up for that money. But the number of people who work in the city has a huge effect on all kinds of part of life here. Is there a plan to deal with this uh, already? If you talk about city workers, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the high, some of the highest data are uh, taking pay cuts. Uh, you know, they're going through the uh, budget discussion now of how much, how many tens of millions should be cut. Uh, they, you're certainly going to see a cut 
in services. Uh, and uh, I know that he's trying to keep as many city employees as possible. Uh, in terms of him trying to get people back to work, I mean, he, Mayor Duggan continues to emphasize that uh, he's doing everything that he can to get jobs back, to get businesses open uh, without jeopardizing the health of the residents. Uh, you know, I he noted last week that the uh, the uh, one of the FCA Mac engine plants reopened last week. This week, uh, he announced uh, that a, uh, a a company is going to be making face masks in Detroit, uh, which I don't know how many new jobs that will mean, uh, but uh, that is more work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he continues to say that uh, recruiting more businesses to Detroit is one of his top priorities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Talk, call and tell us about uh, your experience, your economic and financial experience during the pandemic. Have you lost work? Uh, have you found work? Are you taking advantage of the expanded unemployment benefits that exist to, to help people who've who've lost work? Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number. Let's go to John on the east side. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking my call. I've got mm-hmm. two points. One, one is just the entertainment business downtown that I, that employs me hmm. um, and and I do all right and I'm doing all right so far but we're talking about a lot of people that play integral parts of the entertainment business that don't make a lot of money that don't have anything to fall back on right now you know the the vendors and the parking people and all the rest that go into the entertainment industry and um, it's going to be a long time before you see 80,000 vans in, in uh, Ford Field. And uh, the other point is is that, if I'm not mistaken, there's one place to get tested in the city of Detroit. And I don't understand that. And, uh, and I'm a little disappointed with one of our major chain, uh, pharmacy chains that, you know, is all over the city of Detroit, but apparently there's no testing sites. And I might be wrong, but... It's a 22-mile round trip for me to go get tested at the state fair. Are you talking about the city offering tests to, to Detroiters and now actually to, to all Metro Detroiters as well? You're saying maybe there should be sites in, in several different areas instead of at one place? Well, it, it's on the border of Detroit. Yeah. It's, it, Detroit's a big place. It is. Um, and like I say, it's a 22-mile round trip for me, and I have a car. Mm. Uh, what percentage of Detroiters do not have cars still? Right, and uh, it's just—it's uh, an interesting point, John. I, I hadn't thought of it that way. I think the city uh, did act pretty swiftly to try to open up testing to to, to people so that uh, they could know for sure, you know, whether they have the virus or not. Um, but you, but you're right. Uh, putting it in one place puts a burden on a lot of people who may not be able to get there. John, before I let you go, I want to I want to ask you a little more about your uh, your uh, employment situation. You you say you've lost work but that you're doing fine. Explain uh, how that's how that's so how have you been making ends meet? Are you still there, John? dog to rely on me. And I was able to um, back when we had the movie industry here, I was able to uh, save up some money for some home improvements uh, that will now be supporting me. So 
Um, and I, I'm able to do other things if I need to. So yeah. if, if the widespread testing doesn't make it possible for us to return to the large venues, then I'll have to go back into construction or what have you. Yeah, yeah. John, I appreciate the call. Uh, and the information. Uh, thanks very much for for participating here. Let's uh, let's go to Sean in River Rouge. Sean, hi. How are you? Good. How are you? All right. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. So I am a bartender by trade, um, but I work at one of the casinos in the banquet department, and I also work um, at Floor Field. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've been getting unemployment, and I'm taking advantage of the extra six hundred, but. It ends in July. So after July, I I feel like I still won't have a job. And if I do, we may not be getting work because no one's going to pay to have a hundred, a thousand people in a small room for service. Right. So now I'm really trying to consider: Do I change job uh, field, or do I find other avenues? Because it's, the time is coming now where it's starting to dwindle away, and I'm having to save and save and save. And I've been fortunate enough to make it thus far, but I'm starting to get weary about that. Yeah. Uh, so, so Sean, when you say if you might have to consider a new field, what would that look like for you? What, what would be on the, on the, the menu of choices? That's an excellent question. Um, I'm, I honestly don't know. I've been doing this type of work since I was 16. So mm-hmm. I have 16 years of experience in that field. Um, and while I am intelligent, it's hard to jump fresh into something else with no experience and be taken seriously. Sure. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to school to get my master's, and I'll figure something out. Wow. Well, Sean, we, we absolutely mm-hmm. wish you luck, and and perhaps you know the world comes back together in a way that, that allows you to go back to work before you reach that point of crisis. But, uh, but I think there's a lot of people who are looking at you know fall dates as – critical to when they have to start making uh, start making decisions. Um, uh, Louis Aguilar, talk about what we know about the, the, the racial disparities that are hidden beneath these unemployment numbers. Uh, Detroit, of course, is a majority African-American city. Uh, it's got all kinds of problems uh, that are that are associated with the historic and current discrimination that African-Americans face. Uh, there, are, there is a racial dimension to to this story as well. Yeah, I, you know, the survey didn't really point out uh, any attempt, any sort of uh, racial breakdown or gender breakdown. But given that the city is majority black, I mean, uh, I think it's uh, pretty safe to assume that uh, uh, a large segment of the black community is being hit hard. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to bring up the, your two callers brought up uh, very key points about Detroit's recovery and how Detroit's economy. And what it's dependent on, uh, casinos are a big source of revenue for the city in terms of tax, I mean, just for the general taxes, uh, and so as well as just employers. And so if uh, if there is uh, a number of people who don't go back to casinos, uh, your callers are right. I mean, it does affect not only jobs, but uh, just the overall uh, financial health of the city. Uh, you know, also, I, you know, they were sort of uh, pointing out that there's lots of uh, large sports venues in the city. Uh, it was uh, touted as one of the ways 
the city would come back. And now those are in limbo. Mm-hmm. And that could really affect uh, plans for uh, Cass Corridor, what's now called District Detroit, the comeback, uh, the alleged comeback of uh, development in that area. So uh, the city really does depend in many ways on large crowds of people coming and spending money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Louis Aguilar, senior reporter with Bridge Detroit. Great to have you here to talk about this story. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about inmates and civil rights advocates who are suing Wayne County officials in federal court over conditions in the county jail during the pandemic. We're going to talk with two people who are involved in the lawsuit about what they hope to achieve and about what they're hearing from detainees who are inside the jail. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Today. 